You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show, talking Nebraska basketball as season is winding down here. And more than likely, Nebraska will go into the Big Ten Tournament, Robin, as the uh, the 14 seed, not a spot you want to be. Um, but still a few games left to go before they go to Indianapolis and in this um, what has been the worst season in school history. But, man, Sunday was tough. I mean, I, I was, first of all, shocked that obviously it was a sellout still, but 11,400 people showed up to that game Sunday uh, to watch Nebraska, and they just wanted to see Nebraska get a win so they could say, you know what, Fred's got this thing going in the right direction. And, God, it was just a gut punch to watch that game and the, the free throw shooting, 8 of 30. You you pulled some analytics and stats. Was that one of the worst free throw performances really ever um, in terms of the number of shots Nebraska took in that game? Well, especially when you narrow it down to teams that attempted 30 or more free throws. Um, as far as anyone has been able to find, it is the worst percentage of any team that has shot 30 or more free throws. And as far as going back the past decade, it is uh, the fifth worst uh, since 2010-11. So... Uh, those that made the trip to Pinnacle Bank Arena for one last time this season got to witness history. So <laughs> you'll remember that well, for the rest of your life. So you were around Coach Hoiberg here before they go out to their, their next road trip. Um, what, what's what been the response? I mean, it's kind of beyond repair at this point. But, yeah. like, what, I mean, what? And, and Nate, we were talking off air about this. Like, it's not like you can simulate more free throw drill. I mean, things are just kind of at where they're at right now. Yeah, and let's clear this up. To think that they don't practice free throws and just all of a sudden, you know, they had that game on Sunday and then, oh, maybe we should start working on our free throws. That's uh, hardly the case. They do it all the time. They do uh, the, the drills where, you know, a guy has to make one or else the whole team sprints and they go around uh, each players that they have like groups of two or three guys at each basket in, in the Hendricks where um, they go around and everybody has to make a, a free throw. And then if somebody misses, then they have to start all over again and they can't leave until they all do it. So, I mean, they have tried literally everything in practice. But here's the thing about free throws. They are the number one indicator of mental toughness of a team that you are going to find in the game of basketball because it is just you, the ball, the rim, and your ability to block out all the distractions, all of the pressure, and make a simple shot. And for some, that is significantly harder than others, and especially for a team right now that is so mentally weak like Nebraska is. I mean, they are a beaten down, defeated team right now, and they already had issues dealing with adversity before they even played their first game together. Now you add in, uh, what, 15, 14 straight losses? Uh, I mean, it just is what it is right now, and that was a perfect example of just kind of uh, how down this team is right now and I don't know how you repair that in practice it just comes down to being able to hit shots in a game get some confidence back and start believing in yourself that you can actually make those shots what do you think okay so these last few games what is the goal now when, when you start to just look at guys you want to play what you want to do yeah, there's not much more they can do. I mean, they've already been playing uh, the end of their bench a lot more. Uh, a rope's playing a lot. Yeah, and so, I mean, you know, it, it's just one of those deals where you just got to see how guys continue to fight through this thing. Um, I mean, still, every every remaining game is going to be an audition for uh, guys that go beyond uh, your go-to core looking ahead to next year. And so uh, for the Ropes, for the Easleys, for the Kevin Crosses, for uh, the Burks, the Greens, and all that, I mean, this is their time to to show what they could potentially give 
next year's roster and put it on film and go do it in a, in a live uh, arena where, uh, you know, the, the pressure's on, you're playing a real opponent. So, I mean, I guess from an individual standpoint, there's that. Um, obviously, there's the old cliche of the Big Ten tournament being a new season. Uh, you know, I guess we'll <laughs> see how far that takes them. But uh, really, I think for the most part, everybody just kind of wants – to turn the page on this deal uh this season has been a total disaster i don't think anybody would have expected it would get this bad i think most people assumed it would be rough but to put it into this level of failure has been uh unexpected to say the least so uh you know for these next games you just try to continue to fight hopefully some guys can show individual glimpse of hope like like an ivan uh, ivan wade rogo um you know players that show they're getting better as the season goes on and other than that i don't know how much more you can take yeah according to yahoo here on our uh, team page for nebraska they're 306 in the country right now robin in field goal percentage at 400 at 41.2 yeah, I mean, go down those. They're 351st in free throw percentage. They're uh, 352nd in uh, block shot percentage. So, I mean, uh, I don't even know if you could find a stat of what they shoot on. I always chuckle in the arena. They'll show, like, those Big Ten stats, and they try to find stats where yeah, Nebraska's the on there. That they're actually good at. And it's like, <laughs> it, it's like defensive, re- like. Average possession length. Like, they have, they'll, they'll, like, they put them on the big board, and, like, we, we got to show stats where Nebraska somewhere has is in the top 10 of the Big Ten, and it's yep. like the most random obscure but i mean the so they're they're in the 350s and there's only 353 division one teams so literally they are among the worst in college basketball in multiple stats i mean their offensive rebounding they're 327th uh you just go down the list uh it's as bad as we've seen it in a long time maybe ever uh but the good news is there's only about another week of this, and then you can turn the page to what should be a much brighter future going into next year. So they will play Thursday. Um, we're taping here on Wednesday against Michigan on the road. 5.30 game on FS1. They play Wednesday, right? Or is it Thursday? Thursday. Oh, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, that's yeah. next And then um, they have Sunday at Minnesota. That's their regular season finale. It's a noon game um, up in Minneapolis. And then assuming you know that they will play on Wednesday in the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'll play. I think right now it's Indiana, who's the 11 seed. In the 11 14. But that can obviously change. I mean, there's the, basically from 1 through 12, it's a total toss up right now. So we're taping on Wednesday. Within a week, this is all over. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, even if they win a game or two, um, you know, they'll, they'll be done by the weekend. And then so after that, the next step is, you know, they'll take a couple days off. And then that following Monday, uh, Hoiberg's going to have every single player come into his office and they'll just have honest conversations about, you know, the, the Pacific player, their role going forward. Uh, and, and then you'll get really busy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, it's no, I don't think it's out, out of line to say there probably will be some attrition. I mean, guys are going to see what next year is going to bring and what their role fits into with that and um, decide there's probably greener pastures other, other, elsewhere. So, um, yeah, that's when the new season begins. And then once those spots open up, uh, Nebraska will continue to recruit for 2020 to fill out that roster. You're listening here to the Husker online show. Surprised at all with the Big Ten. I mean, the the finish has been hard to predict with the other teams in this league. I think we thought Maryland would clinch, and here they've lost two in a row now. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan's kind of fallen back a step. Rutgers has kind of regained some steam. Michigan State, you know, looks to me like the team that's the team to beat right now in the conference going into March, which well, is not a shocker. Yeah, it is March. So that means Michigan state's going to start playing basketball uh, and <laughs> they'll be in the elite eight just like every year. But yeah, I mean, I think that's more speaks to 
how deep this league is this year. The Big Ten's always pretty good, uh, unless Nebraska's good, because then then the conference is viewed as bad. Uh, but more often than not, uh, the, the, it's always a deep league. But it's historically deep this year. Where um, I mean, you're right now, you're probably feeling pretty good about at least ten teams making it. With you know a team like Purdue that's right there on the bubble, and they just beat Iowa. So uh, I mean, this is. As much parity as we've seen top to bottom, where you might not have that clear-cut, you know, dominant team, but you have eight or even ten teams that could beat anyone on any given night, and so I think that that has earned this league the reputation as the best in college basketball. And come Selection Sunday, they might uh, have as many teams as we've seen one conference get in a long, long time. You know, Michigan, Maryland, uh, 11 a.m. Fox game on Sunday, and then Michigan State, Ohio State. That's the CBS Big Jim Nance game. Um, and, you know, I assume if there's a tie, would Michigan State get the tiebreaker? Or does, I mean, I wonder who would get the one seed. Because right now, Michigan State and Maryland are tied going into the final game on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know what the, the head to head or conference record is. You almost feel for Mark Turgeon because, like, he had this thing. Yeah, and that's the knock on him is that he's always had these extremely talented teams. You can't lose the Rutgers. But once it comes to actually taking it to the next level, they always fall short. I mean, keep in mind, they let a a Nebraska team with six guys beat them one and done in the Big Ten tournament last year. And so, I mean, he's facing some – it's crazy to think that the best team in the best league has a coach that's on the hot seat, but that is very much the case at Maryland. If they don't make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, uh, he's going to be feeling even hotter uh, heat than he's felt in a long time. He's got to get to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Well, for sure. That team is without question a Sweet 16 team. They, in my opinion, are the most talented team in the conference. But again, like you mentioned, they just go through these ebbs and flows where they look like it for a stretch and then they look like a completely different animal the next. Will the Big Ten get a two seed by default? We know they're not going to get a one. Yeah. Do you think the champion best team of the conference gets a two or is it going to be a kind of a a pair of threes and a bunch of... Well, it depends on who wins it. I mean, what if like a a Penn State or an Iowa win it like that? That's probably not going to be good enough to get them a two. So um, for advice for your brackets, if you have a a Big Ten team that's like a seven or eight or nine... They're probably two ticks better than that. Yep. So yeah, make that be your your tiebreaker when you're picking some of those matchups because you're going to see a lot of Big Ten teams in that second weekend. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to bring in Husker Online intern Grace Harmon, and we'll take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.